welcome to the podcast of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. We are training coaches and coaching leaders because we know that only healthy hearts can know God deeply and follow Him fully. Because we care and we want you to reach your full potential, we coach you to choose life-giving reactions to the warning lights that show up on the dashboard of your life. Welcome everyone to season three of our podcast. Formerly the Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we are now the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. So, a little story. We first launched this project to train spiritual coaches at our growing multi-site church. Of course, we hoped others would find us and listen. We never expected that within months we would have dozens of people in dozens of cities and countries listening. Wherever you were listening around the globe, Nancy and I are honored to have you aboard. So that unexpected scope of interest, it caused us to realize that we needed to get more organized and focused if we wanted to help more church leaders and spiritual coaches. We want to do our best to fall in line with whatever it is God seems to be using. So moving forward, you can expect the same quality content, but with a different look and stronger clarity of purpose. And speaking of clarified purpose, we are coaching church leaders and spiritual coaches who have untapped potential by showing them how God will exchange the wounding of the past for the wellness of the future. It's a transformation that frees them to be wholeheartedly available to Him and those near them. They go first and call others to follow their lead. How are we going to do this? By offering three progressively deeper levels of coaching, starting with practical content, moving into peer conversation, and then personal coaching. Why are we doing this? So you can gain the humble confidence and godly credibility needed to step unrestricted into a life and impact that God has for you. Our dream is to help you tap into your potential. Now, we chose the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard because, just like the dashboard in your car, there are warning lights in our lives that indicate to us that we need to do some heart work with God in in order to step into our full potential. It's hard to analyze your own swing, so we need someone more qualified and experienced to do spiritual wrenching on our souls in order to improve our performance. Uh, Our dream is that you uh, would unlock your potential through a healthy heart that knows God deeply and follows Him fully. All right, enough of that. Let's set the stage for today's episode. In Season 1, we considered the philosophy behind spiritual coaching, and in Season 2, we addressed subjects relevant to the spiritual coaches themselves. Now in Season 3, we finally begin to describe how to do spiritual coaching itself. Be sure to go back and listen to the foundational content in those two opening seasons, because what I'm going to say is based on what has already been said. Without further delay, here is today's content. into this second episode of season three, remember that in season two, we discussed the life of the spiritual coach. It's a widely known truth that broken and wounded people are often drawn to helping professions, like counseling. They're looking for explanation and answers for their own life as much or maybe more so than for others. This potential is a very good reason why we need to address the life of the spiritual coach since they're not exempt from this phenomenon I just mentioned. Every healer is a wounded healer, but if those wounds are still fresh, still open, They can infect others and be infected by others. That's never a good thing. We don't want to be wounded healers. We want to be healed healers. This is one reason behind the necessity for spiritual coaches to go first, to to be in a relationship with God, to be spiritually grown themselves, to be holy. The healthy healer needs to be in recovery and be at least a few steps ahead of those they're trying to help. That leads us into our 
last podcast about establishing a metric for measuring one's spiritual advancement against our own lives and the standard that was set by the Word of God. And that brought us to this teaching of Jesus in Mark 12, 29 through 31. The most important commandment is this, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself, and no other commandment is greater than these. I summarize these verses by uh, giving you uh, Jesus' five priorities there. Love no other God. Love the one God. Love the one God made. Love the you God made. Love no other the same, which then is cyclically drives us back to the first one, love no other God. Uh, That teaching of Jesus is going to inform our spiritual growth measuring stick. In fact, think of it as a yardstick. You know what one of those things is? They're not as common today as they used to be. Uh, it's a tool from a different day and, and time before the widespread use of you know a tape measure and digital devices. So in case you don't know, a yardstick is simply a wooden stick that's a yard long with three feet marked out on it, one inch at a time. There are three feet in a yardstick, thus a, in a yard, so, a yard, it's, a yard it's, a, so it's a yardstick. Um, we use ours for just about everything but measuring. It's great for getting kids' toys out from underneath the couch or or the refrigerator or reaching high places around the house. And back in the day, I I might just have been disciplined once or twice by one of these yardsticks. (laughs) I'm going to create for you a spiritual yardstick based on those verses from Mark 12. That'll be the metric that the spiritual coach will use to gauge both their own spiritual growth and that of those they coach. Before we do that, a word about re-signing. There's a field of study called semiotics, which is the study of signs and symbols as a sort of language for communication. The importance and prevalence of using signs for communicating truth has been studied for many years. Sometimes old truths that have old terminology, especially when those words or phrases no longer uh, mean what they used to, well, there needs to be some re-signing done. To be obvious, they need a new sign and new symbols to make them real, understood, and relevant. For example, some of you who are thinking about becoming spiritual coaches grew up around the church when the subject of, you know, spirituality or growing or discipleship came up. You heard some of those terms, like you heard about a new believers class, you heard about sanctification, maybe even progressive sanctification. You talked about discipleship and spiritual disciplines and, and stuff like that. Uh, but these and, and other older common churchy terms, affectionately called Christianese, either mean something different or more likely today mean nothing at all to people. Even the words Christian and evangelical and or, or fundamental don't mean what it used to or, or don't have the same connotation. You may have noticed that uh, I frequently substitute the term Christ follower in place of Christian because some people outside the U.S. think all Americans are Christians. Some inside the U.S. do too. But one thing that's for certain is that we no longer use the word Christian to designate those who believe in and follow Jesus Christ with abandon. One of the things uh, I want to do as we think about a spiritual yardstick is to re-sign the way we label and discuss it. I'm going to use terms and phrases that are at least a little more self-descriptive to try to limit the confusion. Uh, 
This doesn't mean the old terms are of no use, and you know they're still good terms. Um, but but the packaging needs to be improved. Um, biblical truth and 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 realities that have long had the same outdated packaging that most people can, can no longer rate, relate with, well, it needs to be updated. In the marketing world, when a tried or true product begins to lose popularity and the revenues de- decrease, a company needs to ask themselves if the product is the problem or if it's the packaging. Often they can get to uh, they can get a new marketing program going with shiny new print and slang and, and bring us a, a still-wanted product back to life by convincing people they still need it. The product itself may get a bit of a new look or, or they may add something to it to make it better, but the base product is still unchanged. The publishing world does this all the time with new editions of older books. They add a new preface, they, they stick in a new chapter or two, they redesign a, a new cover for it, they, they print it in a cheaper format and sell it as a new edition. Music producers will use this strategy too. Uh, I recently saw that Johnny Cash's wild popular album that he originally recorded live at Folsom, Folsom Prison has been reissued like four times. Slap a new cover on it, record it in a new medium, LP to cassette to 8-track to CD to streaming media, sell the same all over again as if it were brand new. Let's take a short break to give your brain a chance to rest. Did you know that this podcast is not the only resource that we have available to help you with your own relationship with God and your spiritual coaching efforts? First, I invite you to visit Spiritual Coaching Dashboard on Patreon.com. Patreon is a solution for creators who struggle to turn their craft into real dollars so they can afford to keep creating. In their words, Patreon powers membership-based businesses for creators. You can visit patreon.com and search for the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. You'll discover additional content that can be accessed through any of five different levels of membership, if you choose to subscribe. Second, tworivers.church backslash life hyphen coaching has dozens of tools and book links to help you in your life with God and your ministry to others. It's a work in progress, but you can find it chock full of practical content to read, watch, and listen to. Thank you for your patronage here on the podcast and for considering enabling us to continue to create and meet the ministry needs of our expanding audience. Wherever you choose to interact with us online, please remember to rate, like, follow, and share so that other leaders and coaches can find this helpful content. If you would like to connect with us, you can either email us at carrie at tworivers.church or text us on Twitter or Facebook Messenger at SC Dashboard. All right, let's finish today's episode of the podcast. Now, let's bring the idea of a spiritual yardstick to measure spiritual growth together with the idea of semiotics and resigning. I took the five points I mentioned earlier that Jesus laid out, as recorded in Mark 12, and put them into three categories, which represent the three feet on the spiritual yardstick. Actually, if you don't mind mixing your metaphors, these three feet could also be seen as, you know, the three sides of a three-legged stool, or the three feet of a three-legged stool, of which all are necessary for that stool to be safely sat on. We're going to talk about a new loyalty today, new a new leaning next time, and then a new leverage the episode after that. The first of the three is this new loyalty toward God. The second is a new leaning toward others instead of being self-absorbed. And finally, a new leverage for a life that is directed at ourselves. 
in there are the directives to love only God supremely and totally, to love others as we love ourselves. Each of the three feet on our measuring stick, they each have three subcategories. Eat, uh, yeah, you know, I, I know all uh, analogies break down eventually. Obvious if you're looking at a yardstick that's broken up into three feet, there's 12 subcategories called inches. <laughs> um, and they're divided up themselves many times over. Uh, but I've tried to keep things simple by only having three instead of having 12. Uh, the three feet of the spiritual yardstick look like this a new loyalty which is God-word, love the one God, that rekindles our heart. Number two is a new leaning, that's others' word, love the one God made, it, direct, it redirects your life. And a new leverage, which is self-word, love the you God made, it releases your true self. So we have re-signed what spiritual maturity looks like, first by staunchly defending that it refers to a relationship with God that is growing, um, uh, not growing our morality, biblical knowledge, theological prowess, or perfecting our religiously looking exteriors, or expanding our religious sounding language. Uh, then I actually gave spiritual maturity a little more definition than may have traditionally been included by breaking it into God word, breaking you know that God word in other words and, and, and self word into each three sections themselves. I conclude today's episode by saying that when we're young Christ followers, the church drives our growth. We have little or no idea how to do it ourselves, so we rightfully rely on the organized church to get us growing and grounded properly. But this process of growing through all of these aspects of life, a new loyalty, leaning, and leverage, can't be church-driven. As we grow, we have to take over the responsibility for our own growth. Even a spiritual coach is just a tool we use to see that it happens, uh, but the coach isn't responsible for the condition of our relationship with God. At some point, we must no longer depend on the church or a coach, but accept the responsibility, just like growing up, for our own care, health, and growth. The church and, and all she offers goes from uh, a parental sort of role to, to that of a coach or mentor as Christians grow. In fact, it's, it's like the way a parent shifts roles as their kids grow from a more active and controlling role to a more passive and friendly one as a child gets older and matures. A disciplined spiritual practice is not optional, nor is it someone else's responsibility. We have to choose and we have to work out our own daily habits. Initially, I was going to discuss that our, our, our spiritual growth yardstick, not under the section about our spiritual coaching philosophy, but I was going to discuss it when I was talking about the spiritual coach themselves in season three. The reason for that initial impulse should be fairly easy to discover. As a spiritual coach, you'll need to grow into your own new loyalty, new learning, and new leverage. You need your own spiritual coach so you can go first, lead the way for others, and stay at least just a few steps ahead of those you coach so you can show them the way forward. Spiritual coaches need to faithfully use the same measuring stick they hold out to others on themselves. We have no business coaching others if we refuse to measure ourselves, and if we don't take responsibility for our own growth, we'll not be very quick to call others we coach to that. And sitting back and waiting for Sunday mornings and small groups during the week to magically produce spiritual growth is pie-in-the-sky dreaming, laziness, and it is irresponsible. 
So next time on our podcast, we'll take the first of these three parts of the yardstick, and, and we'll talk about that, a new loyalty. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you heard something that got your attention, whether it be for your own relationship with God or for coaching others, don't waste the divine nudge. Be sure to take the time to think through how to work the truth into your life and practice. If you do spiritual coaching, either formally or informally, remember that it is hard to lead where you have never been yourself. We pray that God uses the spiritual coaching dashboard to inform and transform your life before it reaches another. If you are in the upstate New York area, specifically Binghamton, or are visiting or just passing through, look Pastor Carrie and myself up. We'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and chat about our dynamic relationship with God or about how to do spiritual coaching in your context. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the podcast of The Spiritual Coaching Dashboard.